M&M in partnership with Samsung presents Transform Talks, recorded live in New York City at M&M Transform 2023. Hey, this is Mark Iskowitz, editor-at-large for M&M, and I want to welcome you to this special podcast series called Transform Talks. I'm sure not all of our listeners were able to attend the Sprint Conference back in April, but when we launched MMM Transform several years ago, we envisioned the event as a way to showcase and facilitate Biopharma's digital transformation. This year's event came at a critical juncture as the industry seeks to capitalize on the digital gains made in the last few years and position itself for the post-pandemic era. Taking place at the Edison Ballroom in NYC, the day was chock full of trends, insights, and case studies from leaders throughout the pharma marketing ecosystem. Among them was this podcast, recorded live on the main stage, presented by Samsung Ads, entitled Future Proofing Your Ad Strategy with CTV. Ryan Wilson, Senior Director, along with Justin Evans, Global Head of Analytics and Insights, both from Samsung Ads, were joined by Ivan Staminov, SVP Marketing Operations and Technology for City of Hope, to talk through tactics that the nonprofit healthcare organization implemented to take advantage of CTV innovation and opportunity, as well as find out how advertisers can future-proof their ad strategies to drive precision and efficiency in the current expansive TV landscape. My name is Ryan Wilson. I'm the director of uh, pharma sales at Samsung Ads. I'm joined uh, by my colleague, Justin, as well as Yvonne uh, from City of Hope. And to just kind of, I, I would say, set the stage, so to speak, of what we're here to discuss today. I don't think the term CTV is new to anyone. I would wager that almost all of you are involved one way or another in your marketing strategy with CTV. However, the, the main difference, I think, is you know, how involved some, some might be, uh, the level of success that, that each of you may have, uh, as well as just your overall experience. And I think um, you know, going back four or five years ago to the early stages of CTV, if you will, and addressable TV, there was a, a mad rush by a certain amount of uh, the industry that were, as you would call them, trailblazers. And they have been from the beginning starting with incremental reach back in the day to to counteract any of the shift from uh, a linear environment into a streaming environment uh now as we've seen that the uh the, the shift officially from uh time spent in linear being uh, more heavily favored towards streaming those are, were the same advertisers and partners that were right there at the forefront and being able to take advantage of it and the reality is that now with CTV almost hitting uh, max capacity and the secret kind of getting out that it is an area to be in and be focused on, partners like City of Hope, who have been there from the beginning, um, have have seen a number of advantages, I would say, in terms of those competitors of theirs that may not have leaned as heavily into it. So with that backdrop, we're going we're gonna to walk through kind of how the ad strategy within CTV has shifted and changed, and more importantly, how you can kind of catch up uh, if you were a, a laggard, and more importantly, how you could stay ahead of it. So with that, Justin, you know, thinking of some of the, the various different advantages that partners could have seen uh, who leaned into streaming and CTV as a, as, a, as a medium to counteract those challenges within linear back pre-pandemic. What do you think some of those advantages that they may have over their competition today are? Well, I guess the first thing to keep in mind when you think about connected television or CTV is that it's a fully addressable medium. Um, I worked in the cable industry for a long time and saw how valuable addressable television was to advertisers for the pretty simple reason that it combined the sight, sound, and motion and the kind of emotion of linear television with the targetability of 
of uh, digital. So the advertisers who came in early uh, were taking full advantage of this. Uh, and the first thing they were discovering to their you know, delight was uh, the scalability of the CTV platform. Um, if you take, if you take just, just the Samsung platform where we reach 45 million households in the US, that's much larger even than the largest cable company at its peak uh, before uh, cable subscriptions have, have gone down. So the scale to reach a defined audience is substantial. And then on the flip side of that, there's the measurability where every impression opportunity is also an impression opportunity to bring back exposure data and do analysis on effectiveness of the ad campaign, which then leads to the ability to optimize. So I think all of those, those three ingredients, uh, targeting measurement and optimization, not to mention scale, led to some of those early successes. I actually have a pet theory, though, because when I, when I first arrived at Samsung from cable and we saw our measurement studies, I was like, this can't be right because the lift we were seeing in these studies were triple digits and we would check the math and check the math and it was all correct. And I just, I couldn't prove it and I still can't, but my hypothesis is that in a streaming environment, you have people who are not receiving that overwhelming frequency that in theory numbs us to advertising. Um, and I think they're just more receptive to ads. And that's why we saw, um, some really extraordinary ad returns in the early days of CTV. Yeah. So, Yvonne, you, you're going into what year four now, um, if not longer, uh, within CTV. Um, what are your thoughts on what Justin said in terms of you know reach measurability and perhaps some of the advantages that you 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 feel you gained over your competition uh, in the early days? Yeah, as Justin said, uh, you know, I think the key to understand of like key understanding of connected TV are the two components that are defining the performance of uh, connected TV to begin with, right? The way we've approached that back in the days was we were not set with, you know, to work with Samsung ads or Hulu or Roku or anyone else. Uh, we just approached it from a sort of like blank slate and, and, and say, Hey, look, you know, what makes sense for us? I think we were really bullish on the fact that we wanted to work with um, play platforms that are actually able to share their exposure data, which is, you know, in some cases still not the case with, with many of the platforms. Uh, and then number two, the second component that is also important was the audience segments that we would be targeting, right? Um our goal was to get to a point where we have a clear understanding of what our top platform is from a performance perspective, and then be what our audience segments are from a performance perspective. One we, once we established that baseline, um, then we could go ahead and sort of say like, hey, look, is Samsung our best platform? Yes. Okay. Then we can go and test like QVS segments, Swoop segments. Uh, you know, cross-ex segments and so on that, that would actually allow us to uh, get to a point of understanding which one of those segments actually performs the best for us. And then on the flip side, if we have a well-defined audience segments, then we can go ahead and test other platforms as well. Um, so again, you know, for, for a great connected TV um, showing, you need to have those two components basically figured out. 
the way I feel that we had advantage or we still have advantage over the competition is because we were actually able to test all of this when connected TV was just, you know, at, at the birth stage and, you know, CPMs were not that expensive, both on the audience segments as well as um, platforms. So, uh, you know, I, I would still encourage everyone in this room to kind of approach it from this sort of like two-faceted view. Uh, because um, in order for you to be successful, you need to have, you know, uh, viable audiences along with a viable platform. Right. So there's there's two components there, right? As you said, there's there's selecting the actual audience that you want to target. And then there's the ability to actually go and reach that audience, correct? So within that, is that kind of the framework that you've, you've utilized to continue to get increasing investment from your your leadership year over year? I mean, how do you make the case every year to continue to lean more and more into the strategy? Yeah, I mean, to dovetail on your previous question, you know, the measurement plane was the key to what we were actually doing. And, uh, you know, from a measurement plane perspective, we have been blessed with a great CRM um, solution that we've been working on, you know, in the past four or five years. Uh, that allows us to actually tie the media performance to the funnel performance to ultimately treatment performance or output performance. Um, with that said, you know, with all of the data that we are actually getting from you guys, we're actually able to match that in a clean room with our partners at Merkle to uh, get to a point where we have a one-to-one -one understanding of converters versus not converters, right? Uh, that has been the proof point for us to speak to our management instead of say like, hey, look, here are the outcomes that we are actually generating. Um, you know, I think on the, on, the, on the opposite side, right? You know, you, we had linear TV, which never had any performance component appended to that, right? So this has been you know, a shift in our management's understanding of how we're actually uh, making our dollars uh, work better. Yeah, I think that highlights uh, a trend that's broader even than this industry, which is uh, kind of a virtuous cycle for brands to invest in their own knowledge about their customers uh, because that, that investment can have a great ROI because you can, you can deploy that for more efficient media and more effective media which translates into sales, which encourages more investment in insights into the customer. And you're uh, clearly uh, successfully riding that cycle. Yeah, and I think along those lines too, I'm curious just as the, the measurement component of it, right? I mean, there's plenty that goes into it. There are obviously the providers in the space you know, that, that you can partner with and you are. Um, but how do you see that continuing to evolve, right? I mean, from where it was to where it is today, I'm sure has changed dramatically um, in just a short period of time. And, you know, we're already pushing the bounds, um, within CTV to, to unlock even more in terms of data that's available to us, how to, how to posit it and figure out what to then do with it. So I'm curious, just, you know, how do you, how do you balance all of the data that is available to you, whether it's from vendors like ourselves and, and our, our competition, but also just within the, the healthcare space as well? Well, I mean, we, we also have to grapple with our own data, right? And uh, I think that's kind of where that's the, the throve of, 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 of uh, sort of valuable data components that we still kind of look back into. 
to give you an example, right, we can kind of understand like, hey, look, how many of the patients that we're actually driving are commercial versus government patients, right? How many of these patients actually carry one insurance uh, plan versus another, right? Um, and, and are we actually able to influence with certain strategies certain patients in a given way from a disease perspective or what, whatever that may be? Um, I think in the future, right, we are seeing that some of the audience segment partners are actually further honing down on audience segments and getting those initial segments that we've heavily relied on actually improved uh, even further, more segmented by, you know, disease type and whatnot. Um, that way we can sort of control for the type of message and creative that we're actually pushing through the connected TV channel. Uh, we're also looking into geo segmentation to the most minuscule level. Um, so, so far we're actually looking at MSA DMA level and that's how we're actually placing our buys. But, uh, down the line, we could be looking at zip code level, right? There has to be an automation component, an AI component to all of that, that would allow us to really sort of like relieve the burden on the, the our teams to do the analytics and the, 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 the placement of those ads. But that's to come. I mean, that that is almost here today. So um, we are really sort of like, you know, trying to hone on what would actually drive the needle in the right direction. And along those lines, we've gotten a number of questions, you know, from other partners, uh, specifically focused on how do they how do they run omnichannel, right? Getting HCP and the the DTC kind of working together in harmony. Um, is that something that you guys are focused on? And and if if so, absolutely, yeah. Good good question. Um, so yeah, so so uh, you know, as we are kind of moving towards a more reputation building initiatives. Um, we're seeing connected TV as part and parcel component of us actually being and doing connected TV, uh, for our HCPs, right? We have the audience segmentation out there that allows us to actually do that. Um, we just need to kind of figure out, you know, certain, uh, cutoff points on which HCPs we actually end up investing. There are, you know, million and point two HCPs in the U.S. right now. And, uh, you know, the key question is, do we actually spray and pray or do we go into a specific route where we would sort of like focus on uh, HCPs that refer oncology patients uh, more than one, more than five, more than 10 per year, right? But that is absolutely part and parcel of, you know, our, our sort of novel strategy that we're actually going to utilize through Connected TV. So shifting gears a little bit, just because, you know, again, the data is both your, your best friend, but it could also be your enemy. And there's, I feel like, um, any number of ways in which you can cut and slice it and figure out how to, how to bring that to market. And, uh, you know, along with the way that you guys came into the market a few years ago, you know, I'm sure it'll be another, another, uh, you know, walk, crawl, a crawl, walk, run situation with the HCP aspect of it. But overall, um, you know, the, the idea, especially within in oncology, to go after those HCPs, um, you know, would it be a similar type strategy or would you kind of break it out, you know, um, from a testing perspective into, you know, certain sectors or areas, do you think? I, I think the core difference with pursuing that strategy is still audience segments and, you know, the, uh, partners on the connected side of, uh, connected TV side of things. But for us, I think it will be important to um, 
create the right message for the HCPs because that's not going to be the same message that we would actually push out to our direct-to-patient audiences. So, um, you know, I think that there are components of, you know, segmentation that are actually work in that direction, but I think the creative is going to be the, the, the biggest sort of swap that, that we are actually uh, working on. Good luck with that. So I think along along those lines, obviously, that's a challenge for you guys. While CTV has a ton of benefits that we've kind of walked through, there are certainly challenges with it as well, right? Between um, we've seen some questions around transparency and, you know, with more and more inventory becoming available, how do you kind of match for that? Duplication is obviously a big, a big area of concern. So Justin, just curious how, you know, you see kind of and what what our partners should be asking us and others in the space just as it pertains to that duplication and transparency. Yes. I mean, connected television has been a completely new vehicle for advertising, uh, new to the the whole industry over the last few years. So I I think it kind of comes in and I I think about it in two waves. First is sort of the wave of, do I deploy my budget into this at all? And I'm trying to coin this phrase. Y'all can tell me if it's any good, but like I'm trying to come up with the phrase is a dark room. Like they, they talk about like the information asymmetry. I think there's something about um, the, the image of a dark room where if you have money and you want to deploy it somewhere, but it's a dark room, you don't know what's in there. And so that gives you pause in creating uh, an investment and you haven't made a market yet. And in CTV, there is this moment of like, this doesn't really feel like television. I'm not sure it's like digital. What do I do? Um, so... That was a challenge that my team in particular at Samsung Ads took on. And we started publishing these insights reports to clients that would say, hey, for your audience, here's what they're doing in connected television. They're watching five apps a week. They watch an hour in, uh, a day. They launch an app four times a day. Here's the, how the day parts look. Just to give some comfort to kind of light up the room and get clients comfortable with stepping into it. But then the second phase is a little more practical about what's happening today is uh, what kind of transparency do you ask for from those partners? Again, CTV is a digital medium. And so in traditional media, my favorite example is the billboards in LA where um, you know the traditional advertisers, they like traditional because they can see where their ad is. And so people put the billboards for the new movie like right across the street from the studio executive's office. And that's transparency. Like now that person knows that the ad is deployed. In digital, uh, that ad is being deployed across tens of millions of devices. And you have to have a million eyes in order to see where your ad is deployed. So people really should be asking for app level transparency now, which is you you should get a report back saying how many impressions ran on which apps uh, for your campaign. But also understand that that's evolving. Uh, there, are, there are constraints in the system where certain publishers will not want their information to be passed up the chain all the way to the advertiser. So there will still occasionally be gaps. And that's just sort of where we are right now. Where I'd like to see us go is program level transparency in connected television. Uh, because that's, of course, a level down. But again, we have a lot of constraints there now. Um, Think about it. With all the originals that are coming out all the time, you know, over 450 originals uh, being shot every year, um, series being shot every year, 
that's a lot of data on a lot of programming. And then the library content is thousands of titles deep. So, so this program level uh, has still got a ways to go. But I think that's where everybody wants to go because content is a proxy for a lot of things. It's a proxy for mindset. It's a proxy for the audience on the other side of the TV. Uh, so we really should be able to hold that back over time. Yvonne, how do you how do you kind of navigate through that right duplication and you know I, I know you know log level reports and stuff like that are certainly helpful in terms of transparency, but the duplication aspect of of the conversation. I think our, our thinking has evolved. In in the main reason why I'm saying that is that you would usually in the past, like back like five, six, seven years ago, um, you would have said, "Hey, look, my I, I have a overlapping of my audiences across different channels and whatnot." And then you would try to avoid uh, double serving to you know certain audiences. But what we're actually realizing, because we kind of have the same measurement plane across our display media, our connected TV media, other channels as well, we're kind of like trying to do the same um, from a linear TV perspective, especially addressable TV. What we're realizing is that duplication is part of that sort of patient journey, if you will. So it doesn't really... Um, you know, it, it's not an issue at this stage to sort of say like, hey, look, I've invested, you know, for a couple of impressions to be delivered to uh, households so-and-so because that is part and parcel of the patient journey, right? So we still need to kind of, you know, um, tease that out in, in our data, but we're seeing that sort of like prevalence where you have about 30 to 40% of our addressable universe or addressable audiences uh, overlap. And that's, I would say, normal uh, to be expected. If if they do not overlap, you should be concerned, actually. So um, that that's just part of the patient journey. Yeah, the, the duplication question is really interesting. Um, you know, 2023 has been a really interesting year because this is the year when a lot of folks have invested more in the space. And we're seeing that there's, there's more duplication between linear and streaming than people think. And uh, the data we've been, we've been doing some analysis on this and seeing that... Um, Duplication is really sucking away a lot of the impressions that might be meet, reaching net new customers. And over about uh, five or six uh, case studies we've run, we've seen that 30 to 40% of the, cust- of the target segment is just going completely unreached in most campaigns, not yours. Um, and, the, um, and so the only solution to that really is to use the type of data that, that we have at Samsung, which shows what's happening in linear and what's happening in streaming and understand where that overlap is happening and then finding the people who, the 30 to 40% who have been missed altogether because that's, uh, that's a lot of customer space to, uh, to abandon uh, to duplication. Yeah, I think you know, when you talk about duplication, there's, there's, there's a lot of components that come with that as well, reach and frequency, right? But it sounds like in, in, your, in your opinion, you know, the reach is the most important and then kind of sort through it from there. I mean, look, measuring reach is an important piece, right, for us. And, in, in, you know, in the early stages when we started in Connected TV, we realized that, you know, certain platforms, including yours, uh, were delivering north of, you know, 15 impressions a week, uh, in some cases up to 70 Right. And we realized that, you know, these, the, the frequency that was actually delivering over, over 15 impressions was actually 17%, 70% of our budget spent. Right. So we basically said, okay, 
now we need to understand where the conversion is happening. Is it within the zero to 15 impressions that we are delivering weekly or on the other half? And it turns out it's on the zero to 15. So we were actually able to take 70% of the spend that we used to be wasting on, you know, impressions over 15 in a given week, redeploy that across additional audiences. That was an eye-opening event for us. Uh, and, and of course, we've, we made our dollars actually work harder. So yeah, it's all about making the, the dollars work harder. Um, so in the final minute or so that we have here, just final thoughts on, you know, from, from your perspective, what should partners out there be, you know, challenging their, their vendors and, and data providers for this year to ensure that they're, you know, at least on the cusp of the, the trends that are coming in CTV versus, you know, trying to play catch up again. Look, the, the, the trends are the trends, right? And, and, and I would still say that, you know, to develop a, a, a congruent connected TV strategy, you still need audience segments and partners, right? Evaluating those two components is still, you know, front and center. Um, for us as City of Hope, um, I think the next, uh, you know, venue that we need to kind of explore is the connecting points of connected TV and linear TV, right? And kind of understanding from an impression, impression or exposure perspective how those two channels actually work together, if they work together. I'm sure they do, but we have no tangible data. So going into that next iteration of tracking and going into connected TV and linear TV and measuring the effects through the ACR data, that will be uh, the holy grail for the next year. Justin, any final thoughts from you? Yeah, I was going to say, let you have the last word, but you left it there. So um, the, uh, I think we're in an exciting and a vexing moment when it comes to television now. It's exciting because you do have the scaled, addressable platform of CTV to use, but now you've kind of doubled your problems. Now you have to worry about all the duplication. Um, and the the... I'm an analytics, so of course I think this, but I think the answer is data to really have uh, data on the glass that allows you to see what's happening in linear and streaming so you can deduplicate that and, and, and tools to let you do that and use that same targeting data to get at the people you've reached. Um, that's a really important tool for where we are right now in the industry. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. A big thank you to Ryan, Justin, and Ivan for a great podcast. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Transform Talks, recorded live at MMM Transform 2023. If you'd like more information on future-proofing your ad strategy with CTV, feel free to visit samsungads.com. This is Mark Iskwitz for MMM. We'll see you next time.